Good morning, and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Darren Shane, your announcer for this, the eighth Sunday after Pentecost. The Reverend Jake Sletton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is the organist, Mrs. Susan Sinninger, and the acolytes are Carson Ray and Peyton Minnie. Today's broadcast is sponsored by funds donated to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church and dedicated to the glory of God. We have just a few announcements to begin our time of worship here this morning. First of all, today is a covered dish dinner right after the service today, and everybody is welcome to that. So if you do not have lunch plans, or even if you do, cancel them and come to the luncheon that is right at the church. It's going to be over across the street, that, that street, uh, in the fellowship hall in the school. Next, the LWML Dorcas Ladies' Aid Salad Supper will be held Thursday, August the 3rd at 6 p.m. in the Fellowship Hall. Uh, Ladies' Aid uh, folks, please raise your hand. Ladies' Aid folks, uh, any, of the, any of you who have a question about that, please find any of those people who are raising their hands. Our quarterly boaters meeting is tonight at 7 p.m. It will also be down in the Fellowship Hall, I believe, Mr. Shane, down in the Fellowship Hall? I, I believe so, yeah. Um, Next, the Trinity Choir begins August the 2nd, this coming Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. Where is Carol? Carol, raise your hand. Yeah, right here in the, the sanctuary. Very good. Okay. Uh, the Trinity Ringers practice begins August the 9th at 5.30 p.m. It's like we're getting ready for school or something. It's amazing. All this stuff is this happening. This, 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 is, just, this is great. Uh, Trinity Ringers practice begins August 9th at 5.30 the men's glee begin, begins also uh, on August 9th, and that is at 6.30 p.m. Also, uh, our LYF high school youth will be uh, sharing their experiences today after worship uh, when they went to the Higher Things Conference in Bozeman, Montana. I know that they are excited to share with you everything that they learned and uh, the experiences that they had. And then also, we invite you to join us uh, for Sunday school and Bible class every Sunday beginning at 8.45 in the morning. That's also over there in the school. Uh, if you are in need of nursery care, uh, you can find one. You just go right outside of the double doors, hang a left, follow the signs, and it is in our smaller chapel uh, that is on that side of the building. I think that is all of the announcements that we have. And so let's open our service today with a word of prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, how good it is to be called here. How good it is, Lord, that we should be here. Lord, we have the opportunity to have a mountaintop experience with you each and, and every Sunday through word and through sacrament. And Lord, as we are gathered here today, Lord, may we, uh, in everything that we think and do and say, may it all be a reflection of the hope that is within us, which is your Son, Jesus. And Lord, we pray, as we always do, that this morning, that through our singing, through our speaking, that you would give us a zeal this morning, a fervor for your house of worship here today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our first hymn is All Depends on Our Possessing. We're going to sing verses 1 through 3. That's number 732. So 732 verses 1 through 3.
Please stand. And so we began our worship this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching Him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Who made heaven and earth. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. And you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Almighty God, merciful Father. I, a poor miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserve your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them, and I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Almighty God in his mercy has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing to him, sing praises to him. Tell of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Remember the wondrous works that he has done. His miracles and judgments he uttered. O offspring of Abraham, his servant. Children of Jacob, his chosen one. Glory be to the, Father, be to the Father, and to the Son, to the Son and to the Holy, and Spirit, to the Holy Spirit, as it was, as in, the it was in the beginning, is now, is now and, will, be and forever. will be forever. Amen. Amen. O give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people.
Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, give us an increase of faith, hope, and love, that receiving what you have promised, we may love what you have commanded. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. The Old Testament reading is from Deuteronomy chapter 7, verses 6 through 9. You are a people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for his treasured possession out of all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. It was not because you were more in number than any other people that the Lord set his love on you and chose you, for you were the fewest of all peoples. But it is because the Lord loves you and is keeping the keeping the oath that he swore to your fathers that the Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of slavery from the hand of Pharaoh king of Egypt know therefore that the Lord your God is God the faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations this is the word of our Lord Me. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you very much, ladies. It's now time for the young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message. Also bring up your mighty mites as well. You guys can turn around and face me, please. That way I'm not talking to your backs, but I get to see all of your wonderful faces. So many of you here today. That's great to see. I have a question for you. Have your parents ever made you do chores? Most of you say yes. Yeah. <laughs> Cohen's like, yep, might have. Um, now, in, in of those chores, have your parents ever made you pull weeds? No? No? Any of you? Some of you? Okay. Uh, my parents, who happen to be here today, um, they used to give my brother and I chores. And do you want to know what my least favorite chore was? And they, they probably discovered that it was my least favorite chore because I did such an awful job at it. I hated pulling weeds. Hated pulling weeds. It is, it, it's usually done when it's really hot outside. And we lived in Texas at that time, and it gets really, really hot in the summers. And it's just, you have to bend down and you have to, you know, just try to pull out the weeds and you think that you got a weed, but you only pulled off a single leaf and then you got to pull it up by the roots. Otherwise, they'll make you do it all over again. I just, I hated pulling weeds. I hated pulling weeds. Of, of those of you who have ever pulled weeds before, and for you folks who have ever pulled weeds, anybody here ever pulled weeds before? Oh, come on. There we go. Okay, so. Of those of you here, and for those of you out there who have pulled weeds before, have you ever pulled and gotten a hold of a weed or a plant and you kind of yanked on it and you couldn't get it out? Okay? All right. Why do you think that that was? Why do you think that you couldn't or that you can't pull that weed out or that plant? Why do you think that that is? Anybody? Why do you think that is? Cordell? Because it's got lots and lots of roots, and those roots go really deep, right? Okay? Well, that's what we're going to be kind of talking about today. Uh, we're going to be talking about both the, the gospel lesson where Jesus uh, talks about two different parables, and we're also going to be talking about the uh, uh, chapter from Romans, Romans 8, where Paul talks about how much that God loves us and how there is nothing that can separate us from that love. Okay, so I want you guys to be paying particular attention to that as we, as we go on in the sermon today, okay? All right, will you guys put your hands together, please? 
and repeat after me. Dear Jesus, thank you that your love for us never fails. Thank you that your love is rooted deep. We love you, Lord. Amen. All right, thanks for coming up, and you guys can go back and sit with your folks. The epistle reading is from Romans chapter 8, verses 28 through 39. We know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called, and those whom he called, he also justified, and those whom he justified he also glorified what then shall we say to these things if god is for us who can be against us he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all how will he not also with him graciously give us all things who shall bring us who shall bring any charge against god's elect it is god who justifies who is to condemn christ jesus is the one who died more than that who was raised who is at the right hand of god who indeed is interceding for us, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword, as it is written, for your sake we are all being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the word of our Lord. Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 13th chapter. Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has, and he buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls who, on finding one pearl of great value, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was, thrown into the, that was thrown into the sea and gathered fish of every kind. When it was full, men drew it ashore and sat down and sorted the good into containers, but threw away the bad. So it will be at the close of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. If you understood all these things, they said to him, yes. And he said to them, therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who brings out of his treasure what is new 
and what is old. This is the gospel of our Lord. Will you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for our message today is both the gospel lesson that was just read and the epistle lesson that was just read as well. I will be referring to those... Uh, one point in the sermon, so you will want to maybe have those in front of you uh, easily, easily accessible uh, so that you can look at it when we get there. And the gospel text for today, in the 13th chapter of Matthew, Jesus is right in the middle of teaching the, the people. And of course, the best way, or at least one of the best ways, that Jesus teaches the people is through parables, is through stories. And two of the stories that he tells them, one is the parable of the hidden treasure, and the other one is the parable of the pearl of great price. Both of them have, have very interesting similarities. When it comes to the parable of the hidden treasure, there is this man who 
finds a, a treasure hidden in a field. And he finds this treasure, and we know that this treasure, he thinks, is of immense and incredible value because he sells everything that he has and buys the field with the treasure that is in it so that he might own the treasure. Jesus says, again, in a similar way, there is a merchant of pearls. And this merchant finds this pearl. And in the same way, just like the man, he's so cute, just like the man who bought the field, this merchant goes and he sells everything that he has to buy this pearl. Because he knows, just like the man with, with, uh, just like the man with the treasure did, he knows what the value and how precious that this item is that he has found, that this pearl is that he has found. Keep in mind, because this will be important later on, that both people sell everything that they have in order to obtain that for which they want. As I was mentioning to the kids just a few minutes ago, one of the chores that my parents gave my brother and I when I was younger was pulling weeds, and I hated it. I hated it. This is probably the first time that they've heard that. Um, but they probably knew that I didn't like it because I would regularly have to go back out and do it again because I didn't do a very good job the first time. But why? Because I didn't like it. I hated it. I hated pulling weeds. And the worst weeds that there were to pull were those ones, whether it was a, a uh, weed or perhaps uh, an oak tree sapling that we just needed to get rid of, were those weeds and those plants that, you, when you went to pull the, that, when you went down to pull it, that your back hurt because you couldn't pull it out. You just kept pulling and pulling and pulling, and you kept pulling and pulling, and before you knew it, you had pulled so hard that the that the uh, plant slips right through your fingers, and, and instead of, of getting the plant and its roots, you get the leaves. I hated that. Probably one of the reasons why pulling weeds was just one of my least favorite chores that I was given to do. Have you ever had days, or moments, or weeks, or months, or years even, where you just felt worthless? That nothing that, that you did was right? Have you ever had days or weeks or months or, or even years where you just felt completely lost? And you didn't know what heading that your life was taking? Perhaps you are that person that maybe as you see yourself, you are that person that on the outside, the, the outside way that you show, or the outside uh, perception that you show to everybody is that you've got it all together and that you've got it all figured out. But when you're home and you're by yourself, you just crumble, either because you don't feel of any value or because you don't, or because you feel lost. And sometimes that, those feelings of worthlessness and those feelings of being lost, they, they usually come from two places. They either come from, from ourselves or they come from outside of ourselves. If they are coming from within, usually we tend to think things like, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. 
I don't have this, I don't have that, I don't make enough money. All of those, of those doubts and those feelings of worthlessness, they can come from within. Oftentimes we can be our own worst enemy. Because the value that others see in us is something that we just don't see very often. Or those feelings of worthlessness and of being lost, they, they come from without. They come from outside of ourselves. Whether it's through diseases or, or just sheer and utter exhaustion. Calamities that we go through. Family strife. Finances. And the ones that hurt the most when it comes from other people. Lest we forget that God is very clear in his eighth commandment. You shall not slander. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Luther even takes it a step further. That whenever you are talking about somebody else, whether they're in the room or not, but especially when they're not in the room, that you are putting the best construction on everything, on every word that is coming out of your mouth. He says, and we explain everything in the kindest way. Because the problem is, is that what we don't, we, we never know the battles or what other people are going through. We can be so careless with our words. The Bible talks about this. It talks about how words can be so very, very, very powerful and can just cut right to our hearts. And so we either get these feelings of worthlessness or being lost from either from ourselves or from things that are outside of us and sometimes from other people. And so let me then ask a similar question. Why is it that we, when we are trying to build ourselves up, that we do it by tearing other people down? It's, it's, it's the same line that we teach our kids in school from the moment that they, are under, that they are able to understand what we are saying to them. Don't build yourself up by tearing somebody else down. I mean, we've all been taught that, I would think, at one time or another, and yet we continue to do that. We continue to tear others down, whether it's, it's like I said, whether they're right there, with us or whether they are not in the same room that we are trying to explain these things to. And the thing that I don't understand and the thing that, that the Bible absolutely preaches for is that we, you and I, and everybody outside of these walls, folks, we are rooted in the same place. We are rooted in the same person. Let me make it explicitly clear to you, especially for those of us who are members at this church. We all eat at this table. We all eat and drink the same body and blood of the same Lord and the same Savior at this table. Sorry, whether you like the person or not. We all eat and drink the same body and blood of the same Savior at the same table. Our roots grow in the same place. You see, and this is what, this is what those two parables, the parable of the hidden treasure and the parable of the pearl of great price, this is what those two parables mean. You see, a lot of people 
mistake that the, what those parables mean is that we as Jesus' followers should value heaven and God and Jesus in such great and extraordinary ways that we would be willing to sell everything that we have and to get rid of everything that we have in order to obtain them. And all, all of that's true. You know, God says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. That's all true. What if I told you that what these parables actually mean? You are the hidden treasure. You are the pearl of great price. And God sold everything that he had to obtain you. And he did this through his son. He sold everything that he had. He gave away that which was most precious to him, the best that he had, and he sacrificed it and he crucified it on the cross. And he did it for you. And he did it for me. And he did it for everybody outside of these walls. You are the hidden treasure. You are that which God found and then sold everything that he had to obtain you. You, you are that pearl of great price which God found and then sold everything that he had. Why? Because he wanted you. He wanted to obtain you. You are that valuable. You are that precious. You are worth God selling everything for so that he can have. And this is why it is so important for us to understand and to realize that all of us are that valuable to Christ. All of us are that precious to God. All of us are that hidden treasure which he sold everything that he had to obtain. All of us are that pearl of great price which he sold everything that he had to buy. And I guess... If you wanted to, you could say, and the receipt that came back from that purchase was written in his own blood. It was written in the blood of his son and crucified and poured out for the forgiveness and for all. This is why, if you look back at the epistle text, you'll notice, I believe it is in verse 35, No, I'm sorry, verse 38. Look at that with me. Paul says, For I am sure that neither death nor life, and we'll just stop right there because the most important words are those first four words. For I am sure. Notice he didn't say, Well, and I think that this is the way that it is. I think that this is true. No, 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 no. Paul is very, very... If you, if you ever study in depth the letters from Paul, he wastes no words. He minces no words. Every word that he writes is for a purpose. It is, it is of no coincidence that he writes, for I am sure. You see, and, and he can say this because of, of his own personal experience. His certainty is rooted in the personal experience with Jesus that he had. A, a murderer of Christians. The Bible talks about how he breathed murderous threats against God's people. Every breath that he took, 
was against Christ and his church and those who followed him. And then he has that wonderful Jesus moment in which Christ appears to him and his eyes are blinded at first and then once they are opened, he, be, he then has realized and he has understood who Christ is, who the Savior is, what the Messiah does, and that he did it all for him. That's why he can say, for I am sure I am certain, put it in more contemporary terms, make no bones about it, this is the love of God that he has for us in Christ Jesus. And I want us together to read that at the same time. Let's read verses 38 through 39 together. And the reason why we are reading it together a, because I want you to hear it with your own ears. I want you to hear your brothers and sisters in Christ telling you that. And I also want us to understand that this is the love that God has for all of us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Remember how valuable that you are. Remember how much that God paid to purchase you. Remember that you are of infinite worth to God the Father, to God the Son, and to God the Holy Spirit. So on those days or those weeks or months or years, whatever the case is, when, when you're feeling worthless and you're feeling that, you can do, that there's nothing that you can do that is right, on those days when you are feeling lost, go to this verse in Romans and read it out loud to yourself. Read it out loud so that you yourself can hear it. Read it out loud so that Satan, who is lurking right by you, can hear it himself. I am convinced that there is nothing in this world. This is why, again, Paul minces no words. He does everything for an exact purpose. He left nothing, he left the cupboard bare, folks. There is nothing in this world are we tracking? There is nothing in this world that can separate you from the love of Christ. Nothing. Not a single thing. You are the hidden treasure to God. You are the pearl of great price. You, yes you, are of immense and immeasurable value to the God of the cosmos, to the God of creation, who sent his son, Jesus Christ, to be crucified and died and rose again three days later to show you and to give to you his love and how valuable that you are. In the name of Jesus, amen.
Please stand. At this time, we confess together the words of our Christian faith. We do so using the Apostles' Creed. The Apostles' Creed is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God. In God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. It is at this time that we will gather our tithes and offerings. You'll notice the red signing book that is on the inside aisles. Please sign that. Send it on down to the window side. Window side, please send it back. And that person who is on the aisle side, please tear out the top sheet. Set it on top of the books that the others have the opportunity to pick it up. And so with that, we collect our tithes and offerings. The Ladies' Aid Salad Supper will be held this Thursday, August 3rd at 6 p.m. in the Fellowship Hall. Mrs. Sparks, a Pier City resident who visited Cuba in May, will present the program. All ladies of the congregation are invited to bring a salad and attend. Come and enjoy the evening. The quarterly voters' meeting is set for tonight at 7 p.m. in the Fellowship Hall. In celebration of the 500th anniversary of Reformation, t-shirts like the students and faculty wear to school activities are being offered to our church family so they may celebrate the Reformation anniversary. Orders are due August the 16th. Thank you to everyone who has donated to the lunch program for our school. Our freezers are full of meat so we are not taking frozen donations at this time. Thanks be to God for this blessing. We are still short of canned vegetables and fruit. We also welcome fresh vegetables and fruits and monetary donations. Early childhood students only will have a play date August the 6th at 6 p.m. and August the 8th at 10 a.m. Everyone is invited to a pickle party on August the 2nd. Amanda will be teaching how to make pickles back to school bash for everybody August the 7th. Friday, August the 4th, 2017, at Trinity Lutheran School, 6 to 8 p.m., will be a self-defense program for women and children. Learn how to talk with your children to help them learn how to defend themselves against any type of abuse. Please RSVP at 417-489-3240. The Board of Evangelism is planning a July food and gathering for July 23rd and again on July 30th. The distribution dates are on August the 2nd. Trinity's Children's Sunday School and Adult Bible Classes meet 8.45 a.m. each Sunday in the school. A man's Bible study meets at 6.30 a.m. each Wednesday morning in the chapel. Several lady Bible studies groups meets during the week in surrounding areas. For more information, call the church office at 417-235-7300. 
We will now rejoin our congregation for the celebration of Holy Communion. our prayers this morning, we have a few folks that we want to remember. Uh, first, for those who are on our health list, for Melba McCord, Nancy McRoberts, Mary Fritz, Ella Kleibaker, Flora Overman, Landreth Worm, Dana Robb, Erwin Kruger, Erna Shane, Janice Meyer, Myron Reed, Rosa Marie Griman, Carol McIntyre, Marilyn Stewart, Elmer Kaiser, Orrin Fritz, Ethel Helmkamp, Dan Haynes, Dale Chapman, Joan Haynes, Becky Morgan, Addison Trokey, John Fritz, Andy Morgan. Uh, also for Steve Doss, who starts his chemotherapy treatment tomorrow, uh, and also for a 10-year-old boy, Garrett, uh, who was involved in a, in a gun accident and now has no brain activity. And so we pray for them as well. Also for those celebrating birthdays and anniversaries, for Robert and Marjorie Harris, who will celebrate 61 years of marriage on August the 4th. Uh, for Bob Steinberg, who will celebrate 80 years of life on August the 1st. And for Helen Fritz, who will celebrate 80 years of life on August the 2nd. And so we go to our Lord in prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you that you that as you taught uh, those who were in your midst all those years ago, you now and continue to teach us through your word, the Lord, that we are of immense value to you. Lord, then the reason for why we are of immense value is because you have chosen us to be your people. Lord, what a great and, and incredible an amazing thing that it is that you, as the God of creation, you, as the God who spoke everything into existence, of all of the things that you have made and all of the things that you have created and continue to sustain, that we, Lord, as your people, are the ones that you love and cherish the most. We thank you, Lord, that we are so deeply rooted in the love of Christ that there is nothing that can pull us out, nothing that can Take us away from that love that you have for us. May we, Lord, as we go about our daily lives, may we, instead of tearing one another down, may we build one another up in this love. May all of our words and thoughts and deeds reflect this love that you have for all of us. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. 
Lord God, we pray for the leaders that you have given to us, whether it is at the national level uh, or at the more local level, or certainly, Lord, at our synodical level. We pray for all of them, Lord, and we ask that you would guide them, help them, Lord, to make God-pleasing decisions for us. And may everything that is done, Lord, we pray that, it, we, that, uh, that no matter what those things are, Lord, we know that through your word and we continue to pray that you would work good through all of those things. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious God, we give you thanks for our school. We thank you, Lord, that it is within just another couple weeks that we'll begin another year. Another year, Lord, which you have graced us with, which you have blessed us with. We pray, Lord, for all of the teachers and the staff and the students and their families. We pray, Lord, that you would begin to prepare us in heart, mind, and soul for this new year of learning and of, and of proclaiming the gospel of Christ, which you have so graciously given to us. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for the rain that we received this past week. But Lord, as one of the farmers of our church said to me before church, Lord, may we be so bold to ask for more. Uh, and we do pray for more rain, Lord. We pray for a bountiful crop and a, a bountiful harvest. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, we also lift up a special prayer for all those that we know who are suffering, whether that suffering is physical or spiritual or emotional. We pray, Lord, especially for all those who are on our health list. We pray, Lord, especially for Steve as he begins his chemo treatment tomorrow. We pray, Lord, especially for Garrett upon the unfortunate, upon the unfortunate accident that he has uh, had to suffer through. We pray, Lord, that you would Continue to be near them. Continue to guide the doctors that are working with them. And Lord, according to your good and gracious will, heal them. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we also give you thanks for all those who are celebrating birthdays and anniversaries. We give you thanks, Lord, for the 61 years of marriage given to Robert and to Marjorie. And we pray, Lord, that in each and every year going forward, that you would help them to grow closer to one another Help them, Lord, to remember their vows that, that they made to one another and in the presence of you. And we ask, Lord, that you would draw them closer to you as well. Lord, also for Bob and Helen, who will be celebrating birthdays soon, we thank you, Lord, for the years of life that you have given to them, and we pray that you would remain close by them. Go before them, Lord, as they seek uh, you first and your kingdom. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. Finally, Lord, we give you thanks for the gift of Holy Communion that is here before us. We give you thanks, Lord, that it is this body and blood that we all eat and drink, that we all eat at the same table. We give you thanks, Lord, that it is this body and blood that unites us as the body of Christ. And we thank you, Lord, that it is through, that it is in with and under the bread and the wine that we have received the forgiveness of our sins. And Lord, we know that, that where there is the forgiveness of sins, there is also everlasting life. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so, people of God, the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. 
Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who overcame the assaults of the devil and gave his life as a ransom for many, that with cleansed hearts we might be prepared joyfully to celebrate the Paschal Feast in sincerity and truth. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples. And he said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Please stand. And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. So depart in his peace and his joy. Amen. Give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we, pray, and we implore you that of your mercy, that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you, and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on freistatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Please stay tuned after the hymn for a program provided by our youth. Your announcer has been Darren Shane.
All right, so we, before we dismiss from our service today, uh, today we have the great opportunity here from our Lutheran Youth Fellowship uh, High School youth upon their experiences that they had at their trip to Montana for the Higher Things Conference. And so uh, I don't know which order that you guys are going in, but whoever's first, come on up to the lectern and fire away. Don't make me pick someone. Vera, congratulations. Oh, wait. Oh, you're, oh, oh, you're last. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, I haven't read this yet, so bear with me. And Hannah couldn't be here today. Um, she's with my sister, so I'm going to read it in her place. First, I'd like to thank the congregation and all of our parents for helping make this trip possible for us. The days seem to run together because of all of the... She's not making sense here. I had... But I do remember that the first day we stopped at where'd you stop? Wall Drug? Yeah, that's it. That's right. Okay. And they had this soft dinosaur. We all, of course, got our picture with it. The next day we visited Mount Rushmore. It was spectacular. We went on this one trail I can't remember the name of, but you could see the four heads at different angles, and I'm almost 100% positive Vera got a picture at each angle. <laughs> After we went on an 1880 train ride, although there were times I thought it was going to break down, it was still an amazing ride. The next day went to a restaurant across from Little Bighorn. Why I'm telling you this is because we got the best waitress ever. She could neigh like a horse, and it sounded like the real thing. It was shocking and amazing. She's even told me some of this stuff. This is how she called us to tell us our food was ready because we had went to look at the gift shop. After we were done eating, we went to Little Bighorn. It was beautifully sad place to see. The next day we went, made it to the university. On this trip, I learned a lot, but I picked out a few that really stood out to me. First, I went to four different breakaways that taught me that all sins are equal because they all break a commandment and they are all forgiven. Second, Pastor Peppercorn had a phrase, it read, no one ever learned anything apart from suffering. Third, Pastor Riley said, science explains the how but not the way. Not the, oh, not the why. The conference was lo lots of fun, but one of the fun, the things Pastor Jake, Vera, Victoria, Cheyenne, and I did was bowl. 
this game because of competition between Pastor and I of who was going to win. I won by 13 points. My reign of winning didn't last long because the next day Pastor Jake beat me by one pen. Where'd it go? One stinking pin. It was 109 to 110. Needless to say, we're tied one to one on games one. I think that's a challenge. <laughs> I'll tell you guys, I'll tell you guys later. We definitely need to have a, oh, here you go, tiebreaker game. Again, I would like to, to thank the congregation and parents for helping us go to Montana and back. I also want to thank Pastor Jake and Miss Hansen for putting up with us for eight days because let's face it, we're a pretty rowdy group. I want to say that this trip was not the same without Stan, but I still had loads of fun. P.S. Miss Hansen has a video of the waitress neighing if you want to see it. Okay. Okay. Um, this was my second year attending the Higher Things Youth Conference. Here I Stand was the theme for this year, which indicates where we stand as Lutherans. We also discussed a lot of things like relationships, addiction, and depression. Stuff that most teenagers go through or know others going through them. We also talked about how with God we can overcome any problem in our life. Another thing that I learned and found interesting was, um, without, um, was what separates Christianity from different religions, which is that other religions require works and sacrifices in order to be saved, while as Christians, God is the one that made the ultimate sacrifice for us. There are just, those are just a few of the things I learned. On this trip, I got to enjoy new experiences like going to Mount Rushmore and being able to go sightseeing along the way. I also got the chance to get acquainted with everyone better and make new memories. Overall, this year was a great year, and I just want to thank everyone that donated to us, supported us, and prayed for us. I also want to give a big thank you to Ms. Fawn and Pastor Jake for driving us all that way. And um, thank you guys again for all that you did for us. It meant a lot to me and everyone else that went on this trip. Hi, I'm Jackson. This is my second year on the trip. Uh, first, I'd like to thank everybody who donated to help us pay for the trip this year. Um, the two years I've went have taught me so much. This year, uh, especially the plenaries, they were exceptional. Dr. Van Voris is a historian who spoke to us on the first two days. And it was, I thought it was cool how he tied in seemingly random things to the Reformation, uh, such as Genghis Khan and the Mongolians 
and uh, he even made ties with the Native Americans all the way across the sea in uh, America. And I thought that was pretty cool. So uh, thank you again for everyone who helped made the trip possible, and I look forward to going again next year. Hi, I have some good stuff to talk about, but first I'd like to thank all of you who donated your time and money for this trip. Without all of you, this trip would not be possible. Um, these trips are a lot of fun and a great learning experience for us, and so I thank you for making these trips available to us. Now, on this trip I had many new experiences. We went through so many states on the way there and back. We stopped at Mount Rushmore on the way. We got to watch them light it up at night. And after Mount Rushmore, we uh, finished our ride up while stopping at the Indian Preservation on the way. At the conference, there were several breakaway sessions where you can go and learn about a certain topic in a Lutheran way. I want to talk about some of the things I took away from a couple of them. I went to two breakaways about dating as a Christian. What I liked about them was how uh, the guy is supposed to take the blame and guilt of the woman be willing to die for her just like Jesus did to the church. <coughs> Jesus took all of our guilt and shame for all of our sins when he died on the cross. We are Christ's church, and just like he paid the ultimate sacrifice and took our guilt and shame, we need to be willing to put everything aside and put the importance of our girlfriend or wife before our own. And ladies need to make sure their guy is willing to do that. I really like that and I agree with that. There is so much I can talk about, but I need to leave something for the others and I don't want to waste all their time. And you guys probably want to go eat, so. Uh, once again, thank you for all who donated your time and money and it was a great trip. Uh, hi, my name's Dallas. This is my fourth year on the trip, I think. Um, I'd like to start off like everyone else by expressing my gratitude and thankfulness to the congregation of Trinity for letting us go on this trip. Um, every year I look forward to going, and next year will be my last year, so I hope to go again. But uh, without your all's help, it would not be possible. Um, so I only wrote a few things down. The first one was my breakaway session that I, I specifically went to. I decided, I, for the most part, I went with the girls to four or five different ones, and then I broke off on my own for one. Um, this one was called Punching Satan in the Mouth, Standing Firm in the Face of Persecution. And so Pastor Bamsch made two specific points that he drove home. Uh, the first one was that we need to pray for the persecutors just as much as we need to pray for the persecuted. And uh, the second one is that we need to stand firm in our faith, uh, not be scared to be persecuted because we know that through our baptism and through Christ's death, we've already been saved so there's no need to worry about what might happen. Um, the plenaries, so for some of you who don't know what plenary is, it's a big group. Uh, the entire, con or the entire uh, conference gathers in one hall, and we have one specific speaker, and he talks on one topic. Uh, so this year uh, is the 500th anniversary of the Reformation, and so both of the plenary speakers talked on that topic, and like Jackson touched, uh, Dr. Van Horus, Van Voris, uh, spoke a lot about how the Reformation affected different parts of the world as well as the parts of the world affected the Reformation. A lot of time we only think that the Reformation uh, was affected in Germany or in Europe, different parts of Europe, but uh, 
Van Voris described how different parts of the world were affected, and I found that really interesting. Um, and then the second speaker was Jonathan Fisk. Um, all of us who have been on the trip are very, um, we've been exposed to him a lot throughout the trip. He's from St. Louis, he's a pastor up there, he does a radio show. Uh, he spoke specifically on the Augsburg Confession, and if the man had enough time, he probably could have spoke for nine or ten hours simply on the Augsburg Confession, but he was only allotted about an hour and a half. Uh, super smart guy, but it was really interesting just to hear what he had to say. And then uh, the one specific thing outside of church and uh, learning that I enjoyed was getting the chance to play basketball with Pastor Jake, uh, Jackson, and Dane. Um, after we got done playing, Pastor over there was stretching, and I was worried he may fall over at one point. <laughs> he was... Uh, he said the morning after that if he hadn't taken an Advil that night, he probably wouldn't have been able to get out of bed. And he's like, it sucks getting old. And I'm, I, couldn't, I couldn't help but laugh because he's not even 40 yet. <laughs> yeah. um, no, but thanks again, guys. Uh, it was a great opportunity, and I love going every year. Thank you. This was my fourth year, and sadly, it was my last year for the Higher Things Conference. All the conferences that I've been to have always taught a powerful message. This year, we were taught to stand strong in our faith as Lutherans. I learned a lot from the plenary speakers and the breakaway sessions. One specific breakaway that was led by Pastor Peppercorn taught me the most and also meant the most to me. It was called, If I'm a Christian, Why Do I Want to Kill Myself? This breakaway focused on suicide and if it was the unforgivable sin. I learned that even suicide is a forgivable sin because Christ died for all of the sins in the world. As, Pepper, as Pastor Peppercorn put it, just because it was the last sin you did doesn't make it the worst than any other sin. The part that meant the most to me is that sin can't be rated over another. And by this, I mean that all sin is sin. There isn't a sin that rates worse than an, another sin, even if it seems like it should. Sin is just sin, and Christ died to save us from all of our sins, even suicide. My favorite part about the conference every year is just the amount of people that attend the services. When all those separate congregations go to the service, we all become one in worship. I've always enjoyed what it sounds like when we sang the hymns or even chanted the service. My favorite part about the trip in general was going to Mount Rushmore and the scenery through South Dakota. It really is as beautiful as people say. Lastly, I would like to thank the congregation for their donations that made this trip possible. Thank you. Hi, I'm Dane Minning, and this is my second year coming. Um, I would start off by thanking the congregation for their donations and stuff to let us go to this trip. I know we were running a little bit short, so I thank all of you guys for your donations. Um, one thing I learned was that, Luther, was that Luther's Reformation came from many different countries and areas around the world. It talked about how, like, the Mongolians and and um, Persians and people like that um, affected the Reformation. Um, one of my favorite breakaways was with Pastor Borkart, and he talked about how the men need to take the blame for the wives and how the wives need to basically care for the men. I thought that was pretty interesting. And one of my favorite parts of this trip was singing like all together as a congregation. Another one was Mount Rushmore 
because we got to like hike and stuff. Did anybody know that acti being active could be fun? I didn't. And one of the sermons talked about how John and Paul kind of fought with different beliefs, I guess. Sounds kind of like me and my brother. But at the end, like me and my brother, they always made up. So I would like to end by thanking all of you guys for your donations and thanking Miss Hansen and Pastor Sledden for being our personal chauffeurs, chauffeurs, chauffeurs for the eight days that we were gone. Thank you. Okay, first of all, I gotta say that this trip has been the best trip that I've ever been on. I wanna say thank you to all of the people who donated money towards this trip because it meant a lot to us that we got to go on the trip to the Higher Things Conference in Montana. The breakaway sessions that we went to, we learned a lot of things from them. I especially learned a lot of them, because, a lot from them, because I could relate to some of the sessions on how suicide is not an unforgivable sin and that uh, depression can affect you not just mentally and physically, but spiritually as well. I even learned a lot from the relationship sessions they had. We even learned more about the Reformation in the plenaries that we never even knew, like how it wasn't just in one place, it was all over the world. This trip meant so much to me, even though it was my first time going, it was the best decision I have ever made. Thank you everyone for making this trip possible. All right, I actually wrote a speech this year. All right, let me fix my glasses and get ready. All right, good morning. I hope you all really enjoyed the service today. And again, start getting cozy because get ready for another 10-minute sermon. Um, yeah, there was a pause for laughter there. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking, maybe. So let's start from the beginning. The road trip. It was actually peaceful till we hit St. Joseph. From there, it, from there to South Dakota, we sang, laughed, and took pictures. This, this, was, this was the girls and Dallas half the way. Oh, look, trees, click. Um, okay, <laughs> I need to find where I am. That was it the entire first day, singing, laughing, and pictures. Um, day two, when you take a girl who can rap about the founding fathers to Mount Rushmore, you can never get her to stop smiling. I'm shaking really bad, I'm just like, oh my gosh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, trust me, Mount Rushmore is one of the most beautiful places on earth. So South Dakota, beautiful. Also, if you walk in front of a mom taking photos, karma will hit you like a kid to the pavement. Really hard. Ask Pastor Jake. Uh, seriously, it's hilarious. Um, okay, so we're going to the conference. What I learned. All right. People who like the people of the same sex, don't cram the word of God down their throat. You kind of just... Show them the gospel, and then bring them to church. Let them repent, you know? Let God do his thing. It's, it's pretty simple. All right, number two. All other religions that aren't Christianity are death religions, meaning you probably sacrifice babies and virgins to a god so you can get rain and stuff. Um, Christianity's not like that. We had a god that died for us. Um, number three, depression doesn't only affect the mind and the body, but also um, affects the soul 
and our relationship with God. Number four, suicide is not an unforgivable sin. Number five, the, Reforma the Reformation affected the entire world, not just good old Father Germany. That's what they call it, because we have Mother Russia and Father Germany. I looked it up. Number six, this is personal, like I learned this not even in a breakaway session, just out there in the open. Hannah and Pastor Jake need to bowl another game to find out who's the best Lutheran, pa not pastor, bowler, from Freistadt, because there's lots of Lutherans. All right, so finally, I would like to thank everyone who helped us get to Montana's, not Montana's, Montana, our leaders for being sane during a trip where we got like 20 hours of sleep over eight days. Magical. Um, in the end, most importantly, we need to thank God for getting us there safely and watching, us now, watching over us now and forever. Thank you. Thank you very much, youth, for sharing those experiences. Uh, yeah, it was all great. Thank you. Um, why don't we say a prayer before we go over, not yet? Fawn's got one last thing. Okay. Give it to Vera if you don't want to take it. Come here. Come here, Jake. Come up here. Come up here. Okay. I just uh, want to give this to Cheyenne. And um, I may cry, but um, I've known Cheyenne since probably the third day she was born, or maybe even before. And um, I've got the privilege to watch her grow up and into the beautiful young lady that she is. She's been an excellent role model for for our kids and for our faith. And uh, she's done an excellent job of teaching Sunday school and VBS and always being there at LYF and always showing up to everything. She's just such a quiet powerhouse um, for our Lutheran faith. And so I always wanted to give her um, a little something from us um, to always remind her when she goes off to college that we're here praying for her and that we love her. We gave, you had to turn around. We gave Pastor Jake a picture of him and the kids when we went to hire things, and they all say, they wore their shirts to say unfinished, and he's been a, a big part of our group this year. Um, I just want to thank him for the trip and everything that he contributed to our trip and the conversations he had with our kids and how much he was involved with our kids and a part of their lives and how much help he was to me. I couldn't have done this trip without him. So I just, we have a, a picture that we wanted to give him and the kids have all signed him and I just want to thank him. So, thank you. I think we're done now unless you have something more. When, after you pray, can I, we get a picture of you and the kids? This concludes our service. Please right. tune Thank in next week on PriceDatRadio.com. Uh, uh, it, uh, it absolutely needs to be said that Fawn needs to be thanked as well. She planned the entire.